Welcome to Growing Up in Easton. My name is Priscilla Almquist Olson. I'm host today, uh, October 29th, 2015. And although we normally have people who were born here in uh, Easton, whom we call townies, we have today the pleasure of having an honorary townie with us. And I'm pleased to welcome Gloria Freitas Steidinger. Mm -hmm. And she uh, has lived in Easton for 65 years? Just about. Well, yes, pretty, pretty close to 65 years. And most of you have seen the beautification of Easton over many, many years, which Gloria has uh, led. Uh, she is a floral designer. She's been all over the world teaching her skills. Uh, she has been to the White House. Uh, and, uh, well, she's going to talk about her beginnings, her early beginnings. And so welcome, Gloria. Well, thank you. Thank you for, and to thank, I'll be no longer called a transient. They oh. used to call me that, you know, all along, all the years I lived here. Of course, Gloria, you're a transient. <laughs> but I'm so happy you've just made my whole day. <laughs> so what okay, should we well, start I, with? I want you to tell me a little bit about your early beginnings, uh, your childhood and so forth. And what were the... Um, the qualities of your home life, your school life, your community okay. life, I, which influenced the path that you took all in right. your life. I will do it in a nutshell. And um, I, I spent my first few years in Lexington, uh, in the woods. Um, and, and this was the, uh, the um, what time of the era was that, 1932. As you can see, because the camera is giving a very good close-up of Gloria, that she is very well preserved. Ooh! And I think it has just something to do life. with the air in Easton, as well as our genetic backgrounds, because I too am very well preserved. You, and you really are. Thank of you. course, I don't know how old you are. Oh, but I'm 73. Oh, oh, to be 73 I again. know, I know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I spent um, up until age nine, during the Depression, living in Lexington, and my father was able to um, get a uh, sort of a bungalow for us to live in. So we did live in a home, and uh, it was only uh, three rooms. And the, the, the bungalow was uh, deep in the woods of uh, Lexington and surrounded by woods. There were a few houses there, uh, but that's where my love of the woods started because my bosom buddy down the road uh, and, and me would go out and we would just travel through the woods. And being the second born of seven children, my, my mother really didn't have time to worry about me. So I was in the woods practically every day and I just love nature. And I remember I could take you to this day, I could take you to a stand of uh, wild columbine that just was absolutely gorgeous. At any rate, after that, I, we moved to, and of course, from nine years old, then it was 19, um, let's say 32, and uh, nine years would be nine times. So it was like 19, it was, the war was almost over, the Second World War. And um, my father worked so diligently, and, um, and he just, well, let me tell you, the three-room house that we were in had no running water. It had an outhouse, and uh, we used the water from the, down the road from the swamp for our bathing. And the um, drinking water, my father had an old jalopy, and he would put this huge glass jugs, I don't know if you remember them, they were about this high, mm -hmm. and with a narrow opening. And for drinking and cooking, he would go to Arlington. And in Arlington, there was a, 
uh, a spring that was constantly running onto the road. So a lot of people would go and get their drinking water there and bring it back home for cooking. So it was the humble beginnings. Uh, but my love of the woods uh, started uh, in Lexington. And we, uh, because my father worked so hard, um, and eventually, because we had always had a vegetable garden, we always had chickens, we always had uh, all sorts of, we, and you know, I never felt poor. You probably no. feel the same way. And you know, um, <clears throat> I had Alice McCarthy and Wayne Legg, yes. who were classmates, I had them on the show, and they talked about that too. They felt, they never felt poor, there was always enough food, but everybody was in the same boat here in Easton. And, um, and everyone had chickens, and everyone had uh, grew their garden, and everyone knew how to can. Oh, my mother's always canning. Yeah, yeah. But to think that you—you you were seven kids, two adults, nine people in a three-room house. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine? Oh. And to this day, I don't think I've ever slept alone, because even when we moved to uh, Norwood, um, I slept with my sister. And then, of course, I married at age 22, and I slept with my husband. Mm -hmm. So whenever my husband was gone, say he on a trip, a business trip or whatever, oh, I just loved lying all by myself. It was just wonderful. <laughs> but anyway, let's go, go back to moving to Norwood. Um, the reason we moved to Norwood is that because um, my father, both my mother and father were um, from Italy, and they were immigrants. But my father was 17 when he came over, and he would deliver water to the workers, to the construction workers. And that was his first job at 17. But pretty soon he was watching the heavy equipment and how to run it. And pretty soon he was running the what we call the steam shovel. But right now it's not run by steam. It's run by who knows what. You've seen them. They mm -hmm. have a big shovel on the end. Right. And he was doing beautifully at that. Well, uh, at that time, it was almost the war was almost over, and they, they we started building in Norwood. They started building homes. The first home that was built in Norwood at the Old Gay Farm, which was a huge area, the very first house that was built, my father was able to purchase it brand new with a bathroom, and it was oh my mother was absolutely thrilled, and he was always in demand by other. Uh, bosses in the area, they wanted him to come and work for them because he, he had that ethic, of that work ethic. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meantime, in Norwood, again, we were able to buy an extra lot behind the house, which backed up to woods, and I was in seventh heaven because I spent my time in Norwood mm -hmm. uh, with a hammer and a nail. We were we were building huts and you know, crossing the stream and all that. And um, so that was, a, 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 I just loved uh, Norwood and the fact that we did have woods in the back of a house. However, the whole field between the two bridges, if you've ever been through Norwood, you would see that there's nothing but homes. And that was the beginning of all the homes being built in Norwood. Mm -hmm. This that you have in front of you started when I met Louis Freitas. Mm -hmm. and moved to Easton. And Alice, you mentioned Alice McCarthy, who uh, was my one of my best friends for years and years and years. Our children grew up together. And Mrs. McCarthy, her, her mother-in-law, Charlie's mother, um, wanted Alice to join the garden club. Well, she joined. And Alice said to me, you're going to join too. And so I joined it. All of a sudden, my whole world opened up. 
competition and bar arranging, and I could go on and on and on. And it, so in the competition, um, and it was competition, it was blue ribbons, so forth. Mm. Do you remember Mary Harvey? The yes. school teacher. Mm. Well, she was one of my competitors. And of course, she was so much older than me, but she was a fabulous designer. And also, um, uh, Hazel Varela, mm -hmm. her mother was a member. Uh -huh. and, Mrs. And, Luke. And you knew that she was a flower arranger at the, uh, where the chocolate chip cookies were. Was that? Oh, Ruth Wakefield. And she did all the flower at arrangements. At the Toll House. Yeah. And in, so, in Whitman. She, so she was one of my mentors. And um, it was... Um, and that's basically how it happened. And I think the more ribbons I won, the more uh, appreciation I was getting. So, so the, um, but the influence of all that, um, you know, all that wandering in the woods and uh, seeing the lady slippers pop up in, the, in, in May and, uh, and all the ground covers in oh, the, in the you know, when, mm. uh, what's that stuff that you can't pick anymore, but we used to oh, pick it for yes, wreaths? Yes. Uh, princess um, something? Princess Pine. Princess Pine. And the botanical name is um, Pipsisawa. Now, <laughs> I have to tell you a quick story about Pipsisawa. Do you remember uh, Grant, what was his first name? His yeah. land in his name. Yes. Kippy Grant. Right. Kippy Grant. And Allison and was in the class. He was also uh, born Clifford. Oh, was he? Okay. Yes, Clifford, Clifford Grant. But, we, but he, I knew him as Kippy Grant. And he um, was a conservationist, and there is land in his name right now. And he and Alice um, knew each other because Alice became a member of the Conservation Commission, so mm -hmm. forth. And um, he was telling uh, Alice and me about um, fabulous Brooke. That is so beautiful, he said, and, um, and, and Alice and I really wanted to see it. So he took us into the woods, and as we're going along in the woods, Alice and I would go, oh, a striped Pipsisawa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, for years following, every time we saw him, he'd say, <laughs> he says, striped Pipsisawa. But anyway, uh, so we had a wonderful time. I had a wonderful time growing up in Easton and and when I was married, I, again, I was lucky, on Turnpike Street, there was woods in the backyard that backed up almost to the country club, the, um, the Pine Oaks oh, yeah. Country Club. And I was always in there, you know, through the paths and so forth. So I was lucky there. Then we moved to Willow Road, and sure enough, it was the Simpson Spring behind us. So I was always in the woods, and, and most of the time I was either with Alice McCarthy mm -hmm. or so um, well, you know, many of us grew up next to the woods. I mean, I my the home, I, my childhood home, which I came back to 12 years ago and live there now, uh, is right next to the woods. Which uh, Mrs. Ames then, uh, on my dad's suggestion, donated it to uh, NRT Natural mm -hmm. Resources Trust, um, and so it's now part of the whole sheep pasture. I didn't know that. Yep, whole sheep pasture thing, yep. And aren't you thrilled that you're right next door to Yes, and I used to run in there every spring and get poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I used to pick lady slippers because the, the woods floor just abounded and with lady slippers. And you'd be arrested. No, yes, you can't do that. But what's happened is that thanks to the birds or other animals, I have some uh, perpetual ones that grow They're up still in my coming up. backyard. Oh, aren't you lucky? Because yeah. my a, after Louis passed away, God rest his soul, um, I met um, at, at the 50th class reunion, I met a fellow that I knew in Norwood that used to give me rides whenever he saw me waiting for the bus. And I would, 
he had a Jeep, and I would hop out of the Jeep, thank you, thank you, thank you, and that was it. And he arrived at the 50th class reunion, and I said, you used to give me rides. And he said, oh, you live down in Skunk Hollow. Skunk Hollow? I never knew I lived in Skunk Hollow. He said, oh, yes. Because li he lived up on Christian Hill, and I lived down in Skunk Hollow. But anyway, uh, so um, it was a good lead. Well, you were, you were saying then you finally married the man, right? Yes, I did. But, and his um, name is Paul Steidinger. I, know, I was, it was. It was after I was talking but to. Oh, anyway, but lady slippers. You, oh, don't remind me about lady slippers. He was. He's been fantastic, and he absolutely will do everything in the yard. And he has done all sorts of wonderful things in my yard under your supervision well, and direction. Well, yes, and also uh, something Louis always wanted to do, but he passed away. And and if he was going to pick somebody, he he would have picked Paul because Paul is just that type. Do you know one of his favorite uh, people, Louis' favorite people, was um, Alan Watts? Do you remember oh, Alan yes, Watts? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. He was the most wonderful man, mm -hmm. but he was the same type as Paul. You know, right. they were always doing things for people. Yeah. At any rate, but he mowed my lady slippers down. No. Without knowing it. Oh, Paul? I never told him, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, after Willow, Willow Road, was it? Oh, from Willow Road, we, we went into Eisenhower Drive. And well, that, you were hopping around. And that, well, of course, he was in real estate. Yeah. And uh, that backed up to the uh, Moss's Pond. Oh, what a wonderful trip. I mean, every morning, out the back door, my Springer would be waiting at my Springer Spaniel, and we would jog along the pond mm -hmm. and all the way back. Sometimes yeah. I went all the way to the NRT through the Swedish Cemetery. Now, was that a Swedish cemetery? Oh, you mean the southeastern? Is, is that southeastern Mass? They told me that was a Swedish well, cemetery. Well, that's because uh, half, the, uh, three quarters of the people buried there are Swedish. Well, that's why. And there, are, I counted seventy-one graves with the name Anderson on it. Oh my Lord! Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> and my my uh, grandparents uh, are both there, Alma and um, Sander Larson. And uh, my aunt Ag, my and, mother's and sister Agnes, they call it the <laughs> but right. Eddie, but and then the other half, the part close to the road, is of course all the Yankees. So Copeland's oh, yes, has yes. a big, big stone. I saw that. Yes, yeah. and the Wattses are there. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. But anyway, so my trip sometimes ended up at the NRT by going through yep. the path and through the Swedish cemetery, and then uh, the back of. Uh, where the solar panels are at Stonehill College, yeah, sure, and then um, onto the uh, right. onto the sheep's pasture, and oh, I loved living there. But then, um, should I say this? Uh, after that, didn't you end up on Allen Road? Okay, so then, building everywhere. Mm -hmm. One of the buildings that was going on was the Quisit, um you know, the uh, apartments. Oh yeah, Quisit Commons. Quisit Commons, mm -hmm. very near my backyard hmm. and um, I said to Louie let's live somewhere else where there's woods well Louie uh, liked to go to auctions uh, of uh, land that was being uh, put up for auction for non-payment of taxes mm -hmm. well 40 acres on Allen Road went up for auction and Louie zoomed up there and <laughs> 40 acres between became ours wonderful yeah you've developed that it's a beautiful place Thank you. Mm -hmm. I did give uh, 15 acres of it to the Conservation Commission. Uh -huh. Well, I sold it a little bit, but it's theirs. <laughs> but anyway, 
Um, do you know that Easton has 38% of its land mass in conservation? Yes, and you know why? Do you know how much that is? That's a, an incredible tribute to our, our uh, you know, reverence for the land. Yes, and that's why I love Easton. Right. Because to me, this is not like Norwood, where they, now will they be listening to me, where they really didn't be, they weren't concerned with that. No, and they didn't have the vision. They didn't have the vision. Now, if you went to Norwood, no. I don't know where the land is that's been preserved. Yeah. Now let's get back to, uh, oh, so we know now right. why you're, uh, you know, you were, um, you saw all the, the wildflowers popping up in the spring and you saw the, uh, you know, all, all the verdure really of this, on the native plants of this oh. area. Um, and then you, Alice Kent McCarthy got you into that uh, the garden, garden club. club. And of course you met my mother. Oh, yeah. Oh, I never, I forgot about Enie. Well, Enie was absolutely fabulous she, in, in every way. She was not only into flowers, she would bring tons and tons and tons of blue hydrangeas back from the Cape and where we would make our wreaths out of them. And, um, and she also uh, was some sort of a caterer because whenever we had a big meeting, uh, she would always be there with her punch bowl and her little canopies and so forth. And really, my mother did catering. She's, she decided um, when we were in junior high school, I think, uh, um, she started thinking, oh, they have to go to college. Where's the money coming from? Oh. So she started catering. And she had been um, making Swedish uh, pastries oh, and delicious. things. I know, melt in your mouth. Oh. Uh, she's is what it's called, which actually means bread from Vienna. But they were light, very puffy, oh. light little things. Anyway, she did that. Um, you know, and then of course I got a full scholarship to college, but nevertheless, uh, she had, uh, she loved doing it, loved yeah. it. And I'm back in that small kitchen now. Are you? And I can't imagine. I had the whole thing renovated, but I can't imagine um, that uh, Being the able kitchen to is the same size. It may have new cabinets, but it's the same size. And uh, imagine, imagine that she could produce what she did out of that little kitchen. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And unbelievable. she was always, uh, no matter what we did, she was always there. Yes. Always and Nancy Cohano, whom you know, who's a past president of the Eastern Garden Club, is, as you are, uh, she, she will remind me that my mother would be just so ashamed of me because not only do I not know the <laughs> Latin names, yeah. I don't even know the uh, English names. Yes. And not only that, but she bought a wreath from me for her daughter, Priscilla. She did? <laughs> yeah, at one of the fairs. But uh -huh. anyway. Okay, well, let's get back. So anyway, you're, you, you, you suddenly took off in the Eastern Garden Club. Right, and you saw but, that. Yeah, but let's, let's talk about that. Now, this is a photo that goes back to 1962, and we'll insert this later. Uh, and here is a very young uh, uh, Gloria Freitas with her four little toddlers here, but also... Um, Alice McCarthy. Al Alice McCarthy. And T. Bassett. And what was Mrs. Bassett's name? First name? We all, when I only called her T. T. Bassett, and we all know Jeff Bassett, her son, who's oh. a local contractor uh, from uh, Eastendale, Pine Street. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, anyway, so uh, because they uh, where were you? Well, I was at the town hall pruning oh. for the Eastern Garden Club. Now, because you could see my children are sitting there, and they're tiny, and that's oh. one of one of my first things to do in Easton, to beautify Easton. Mm -hmm. And um, and then um, I could go on again, um, and I was showing you this, and we'll show this on the screen, I guess. But um, 
should I go into Blanche Ames yes. at Borderland? Well, she was calling uh, a lot of the businessmen to her bedside. She was not well. She was obviously elderly. She passed away in 1969. Right, and she was calling different business people around town to her bedside. Well, Louis, my husband, was called um, to her bedside for her to say to him, you have to preserve the Oak Ames Memorial Hall. Because at that time, the rumor was going that it was going to be torn down. Really? They, oh, yes. And they were going to, either that or they were going to have the town offices. There was all sorts of rumors going on. So, Eleanor Ames came into town. Now, she was John Ames's second wife. And uh, she came into town and she heard about it and so forth. She gathered us, and here we are in the picture. She gather, gathered a few of us and we started a, an organization. And we used to have Friday night dances at the Oak Sands Memorial Hall. And they were so wonderful. But on an aside, I'll have to tell you that John Ames, her husband, absolutely made sure everybody wore a suit and tie. Uh -huh. And in fact, one of them, and I won't mention who it is, came, uh, took his jacket off. Well, he <laughs> jumped out of his seat and he went right. I won't tell you who it is. I'll tell you later. Okay. At any rate, so Eleanor and I would, for the Friday night dances, we would get in her car and we'd go all over Easton and pick wild stuff like weeping willow and all sorts of things to decorate the dance with so that we, we were trying to make money for the hall. Right. And there is a room now named after Eleanor Ames. And, um, and that's in the Oak Sands Memorial Hall? And that's in the Oak Sands Memorial Hall. And I remember years and years later, years later, I did a program for her garden club up in New Hampshire. She had a winter home up there. And she wasn't feeling very well. Things weren't going well because he had died and so forth. And um, I did my program, but before I started, I said, I told them all about Eleanor, who was in the audience, and what she did for Easton and the Oak Sands Memorial Hall. Mm. And I went on and on. I got home, and her friend Dottie Diotto, do you know the Diottos? Well, anyway, um, rang my doorbell with a bottle of champagne. She says, I just got a call from Eleanor. She told me to go and get a bottle of shampoo, <laughs> champagne, and deliver it to Gloria. Well, anyway. That's just a, I love these little stories because, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I, going on and on, here's another picture. This is, um, I, I belong to the um, committee for the beautification, well, village improvement committee. And at one of our meetings, uh, we And were this was under the Eastern Garden Club. Eastern one Garden Club. In one of our meetings, we were asked, different people, what part of Eastern would you like to beautify? And just, I said, I want, I hosey Main Street because Main Street was where Louis' business was, and I was after him for years. Why don't you put flowers in a window box in front of your Freitas agency? Right. And uh, I thought, oh, this is my chance. So I was in charge of Main Street, and I thought, we'll put them in front of all, we'll put them in front of all the stores. And I went to the regional school, and I talked to a gentleman by the name of Mr. Thompson, and I asked him if his students in the woodworking would make window boxes, and sure enough, he said yes. All I had to do was get Fernandes Lumber, remember Fernandes oh, Lumber, yeah. uh, to deliver the wood, and uh, they made those window boxes for every single business on Main Street. And then we got the liners, and we filled them with soil, and we went to a wholesale place, and we uh, bought little tiny plants, but unfortunately, um, we put them all in, and that, 
that year, they died immediately because two reasons. One of them was a lot of the members didn't know how to plant, and because I had a lot of my our members. Right. And the other reason is these flowers, they were too small and newly planted, and they were against a south-facing plate glass windows that were like ovens. Oh, yeah. And so they just all wilted, no matter how many times we watered. So at any rate, Sue Henderson of Henderson Floor, uh, yeah. way up on Bay Road, um, noticed everything. And she called me, and she said, why don't you let me start them in our greenhouse in January, and you pick out the colors and the flowers, and I will start the seeds in January. And then by the time Memorial Day comes, when you want to bring them out, they'll be all ready to go. And so that went on for years. How nice. Yeah, wasn't that wonderful? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so mm. anyway. So, um, and then of course. Um, now, they're, now they're hanging, um, and you know why they're hanging. They're no longer window boxes. We had to get rid of them because of the renovation of Main Street. Right. And so. Uh, but it's a, it's a lovely, uh, lovely look. It is a nice look. And, and so I went to, um, what's his name? Oh, fully. You know, one thing that I was uh, a little disappointed in, uh, and probably because somebody never even thought of it, and I've seen it in other communities. You know uh -huh. where they have replicas of their la uh, light posts, and we ours are ac actual replicas of the one the the uh, lanterns that existed in, in the early 1900s. Yes, gas lanterns. Um, but some of them have uh, a place, you know, arms that came out. I know. It. To to hang on both sides, beautiful floral And do you know baskets. why we don't have them? Why? Because at the meetings where they informed us of what they're going to put on Main Street. I raised my hand because, you know, Freitas Agency, I was allowed to go to that meeting. Right. And I said, what about um, putting flowers, hanging the baskets on the light posts, and, um, and we could run a, uh, a, a, a system under the sidewalk before you do anything in the sidewalks, and we'll go up the post, and we'll put our drip system in, in the, on, on automatic. And they said, uh, they couldn't do it. Now, why couldn't they do it? I can't remember. There was a reason why they couldn't do it. So that was the end of that. Wouldn't it have been nice? Absolutely. Wouldn't it have been nice? Yeah. So we had our, I went and had these things made for the, uh, and, uh, and speaking of Nancy Cohano, we were trying to figure out how we're going to get the water up into those, because the window boxes had a drip system mm -hmm. from every single building. Because Doug King and all the other owners let us go into the cellar and look for the water system. And I had a friend that was a, a, a plumber, mm -hmm. and um, he said, no, go ahead. And we went in there, each building, and we plugged into the water system. Wow. And we brought the little yeah. wire, uh, not wire, but a tubing out. Right. And we uh, put them in the window boxes. Um, That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But when we um, decided on the, the hanging baskets, how are we ever going to get way up there and into the hanging baskets with that? Well, Nancy Cohano had a cousin who knew all about that system. And didn't she come along and um, set it all up? So we were very grateful to her. Yeah. And um, so. Oh, good. Okay. Go. So, uh, and, and now we know that the Eastern Garden Club has continued that uh, those early beginnings that you, you started and were in charge of uh, to Southeastern, um, two of the um, uh, mediums there have been dug up and 
uh, by our DPW, and then uh, don't they look wonderful? They look wonderful. It's on the right there. We're depot in one thirty eight, right? And uh, just beautiful. And there are shrubs, and there are ever blooming flowers, and it's just magnificent. Isn't it great? And we're now the next step is well, I'll have to put this in a nutshell because I know we're running along. I bet we're running. Are we running? Oh, we run as long as we want. Oh, okay. Um, my husband, who as I told you, loved to buy pieces of land for um, non-payment of taxes, mm -hmm. and he was on Main Street, and he bought a postage stamp lot near um, Higgins, and in the woods, on the left-hand side, going towards Brockton, and it was 40 feet, 40 feet by 20 feet, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he paid $61 for it. Mm -hmm. Well, that has been there ever since he, you know, 1960, I can't remember, 1960s, sure. so but, now, but now I know that um, the, the Garden Club, uh, the town has accepted that property yes. as a donation from you, and the Garden Club is going to put up a welcome to Eastern yes. sign. Yes, yes. And, uh, so and I would only give it to them with the stipulation so that the, that garden, the garden Club can put a sign there. Right. And uh, it's going to take a while because we have to clear it and we have to make sure right. Conservation agrees now, with it. If besides Southeastern and, and besides the, the new Welcome Decent sign, uh, are there any other uh, projects on the horizon that you know of of beautification? Oh gosh, everywhere. Yes, there is. Um, For example, oh, we're going to do the uh, just before CVS on 123. Oh no, maybe not. Uh, 123 coming down to 138. That is a awful right. looking. Yeah. So that may be done. So that's just uh, next door is the Northeastern Savings Branch. Yes. Yes. And we're, and we're earning our money, as you know, probably, um, with our Festival of Trees. Right. And that's coming up starting on November 28th. Yes. And, yes. and this year it's going to be at the Eastern uh, Country Club. Uh, and uh, we hope everybody will come. And uh, I think it's only $5 to come and look. And, but then you buy, you know, raffle tickets and put them in and, and take chances on purchasing all these wonderful trees. And each tree has a different motif. Yes. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's just magical. And uh, of course, many people like the lottery tree and others, Ooh, li yeah. others like the um, uh, restaurant tree. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, so uh, anyway, but we're getting off of but yeah. what I wanted to say was that any, any of you who have uh, places in East End that you think need to be beautified, you should uh, get in touch with the Eastern Garden Club. Right. And um, you can go online because East, it's easterngardenclub.org. Uh, that's our website. And uh, just put make a, note a suggestion. In there and make a suggestion. Right. Uh, we, we, I, w I would like to do a lot more scholarships, too. Yes. Now, um, so that Festival of Trees that's coming up is, uh, one of our, is our major fundraiser. Uh, we also have on um, first Saturday in December, we have a green sale, and that's at coming the, up. At the railroad station. At the railroad station, which is the home of the Eastern Historical Society. And uh, that, that you better get there early, and some people get there even ahead of time, uh, right. in order to get, right. get there, because you, you always get sold out. We do, by uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And only supposed to go, well, we're supposed to go until 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but we're but always no, sold out. Right. So don't come after uh, 10.30 or so. Right. Well, the Festival of Trees, um, there was a, a church in Methuen that was making thousands and thousands of dollars for the hospital, the local hospital, by having a Festival of Trees. So we sort of... Um, uh, uh, copied it. Copied it. So, um, and I've done a lot of trees at the 
Easton Festival of Trees. Yes, you Now my daughter is um, sort of making the trees, and so I'm, I've stepped aside, and now I decorate. For instance, this year it's going to be at the Easton Country Club, mm -hmm. and I just decorated the main room and the mantle and right. all that rather than make a tree. Right. So um, let's go back a little bit. Um, uh, how did you get started uh, 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 being invited to the White House? Okay. Well, that is a very interesting story. Well, I'll show you a picture of, first of all, my daughter Rosemary. We should do a story on her. Um, but that's another story. And anyway, my daughter Rosemary was a, oh, here it is, executive producer for N MSNBC News. And the reason I got to the White House was because once a year the White House has a, um, a, um, decorated White House, and they invite the media only for one of their events to view the Christmas decorated White House. And my daughter had it, obviously being in the media, was and she, in Washington, D.C., was able to invite one person. And at any rate, so Rosemary was invited, and she invited me her, her mother, and then she begged and begged and begged, and they uh, said, all right, you can bring your father too. So we went to the White House, and I heard that that was all voluntary. They, they were volunteers from all over the country. And of course, at that point, I was making a lot of demonstrations on Christmas decorations, and I was doing it everywhere. And so uh, my daughter says, that's the head florist over there, if you want to talk to her. So I went over to her, and I said, I hear it's fun. I hear it's uh, volunteers, and may I volunteer to help decorate the White House? Well, and first of all, they couldn't stand the, the media because Hillary Clinton and uh, they, he was in Bill Bill Clinton, and um, the the media was on her back because there were some papers that she couldn't find, and um, she couldn't find them. And at any rate, uh, and so. She was so unhappy about the media and plus the, the uh, florist, and she, and she was in a terrible mood because all in the media were there. Now, the one who was in the terrible mood was the, the White, White House, House florist. florist. She looked down at me and she said, my dear. Well, that's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> and she Glad said, so short. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, do you realize that they come from all over the country and they're very, very professional and so forth? And I said, well, may I send you my resume? Of course, she said. Well, this is what I sent her. You, this is what got me in like Flynn. Well, where is it? I just found it. Ah, here it is. I did a program at the Museum of Fine Arts because you know Art and Bloom. Yes. Well, they have a special day for speakers to come. Uh, three one day and three the next day. And I was on in the morning. Here's my picture. Oh yeah. This was the brochure. I was on in the morning. In the afternoon was uh, Martha Stewart. Now look at her long hair. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, yeah. And guess who this is? This is what did it. This is the White House florist's former boss at the White House. <laughs> well, I sent that on, and I got this letter so fast. <laughs> we are inviting you to come and decorate the White House. Anyway, so it was wonderful. I, I'll show you these pictures on and, the and, screen. And let us go back a little bit. Uh, how did you get to the Museum of Fine Arts? You, you had made a name for yourself by uh, 
offering your floral design services to different groups in the Horticultural Society. You were invited to Australia. Uh, uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, okay, and, and so forth. Uh, so, um, How did that happen? How did all that happen? Okay, well... Um, in a nutshell. Uh, in a nutshell. Eastern Garden Club, um, because I was doing a lot of flower arrangements locally at the Eastern Garden Club, the Catholic Church, uh, Daughters of Isabella, down the street, wanted me to speak in front of them. And I did, and I did things. And then the Catholic Church in um, Brockton invited me. And then Avon, just the town of Avon, and then the town of Brockton, and then on and on and on. And I kept moving and moving out, and then pretty soon, years later, I was going up and down the, right down to, down to, um, what was it in Virginia? Oh, not Annapolis, um, anyway. Uh, and I was going all the way down there, driving all the way down there, loading up my car. I had a big station wagon, and I was right up to the roof. And if I didn't load it the right way, I wouldn't get everything in there. And when I say loading it up with all sorts of designs, and mostly designs made of natural materials, mm -hmm. and uh, they were seeing things made out of things that they didn't realize that they could do. For instance, um, Remember the heritage wreaths uh -huh. and the hydrangea wreaths and so forth and so on. And, um, and so then um, I was asked to go to uh, Florida to do a program in flower arranging to their, their courses. They have, they, every year they have a course for, for flower show judges. And then from Florida, Bermuda, the gals in Bermuda wanted, because I was making, I was making designs that were using mechanics Mm -hmm. to put things way up in the air and so mm -hmm. forth and mounting uh, weathered wood and all sorts of, and they wanted to learn that. So I was invited to Bermuda and then they had a big flower show in Bermuda, international flower show. And now I these are, you were invited by horticultural associations. Yes, right. Okay, it wasn't just a club or something. Oh, no, 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 no. In fact, uh, when I went to Bermuda, oh, what a thrill that was. And then we eventually, we had a flower show there and um, Anyway, I could go on and on and on. And over the years, I did the Newport Mansions mm -hmm. down in Florida. I mean, in Newport. Newport in Rhode Island. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and this whole thing, and this, I didn't have time to go through this, but this is loaded with scrapbooks um, where I went over the years. And over the years, I entered in every Boston Flower Show. Um, way back when and so I would enter and you know occasionally I won and I also did miniature landscapes in the Boston Flower Show which that is amazing did you see them uh, did you see any of them I think I did I um it's been a few years but and, I think I did is, yeah this is in a window 30 inches by 30 inches deep and the window wow. at the flower show would there'd be lines of people and they'd come up to the window and they'd look in and it would be a landscape yeah. um, one inch to a foot and if you had a six inch little tree that was a six foot tree yeah and um, so it was all to scale all to scale in dimension right. further in the smaller the material right. so I did several of those and one I have four gold medals from that See, now I hate it. When I was talking to my friends in the garden club today, I said, you know, I'm really nervous about it because I don't want to brag. So I just <laughs> told you something that sounded like I was bragging. No, but no, But I no. won those. Yeah, of course. You and, know. You, and, you know, you should be very proud of that. So that's not called bragging. Bragging well, anyway. is when uh, you don't deserve the uh, 
praise. So in, in these right. cases, the and medals indicate that you deserve the praise. Well, and then, of course, uh, for years, I took care of the butterfly garden in um, the NRT. Oh, yeah. And that, I love doing it. On an early Sunday morning with nobody around. Yeah. I loved doing that for years. And then uh, Borderland, um, I was on the board for years, and um, they gave me an award for that. And, um, and then, oh, lucky me being able to judge the Philadelphia Flower Show. Have you ever been? No. Oh, it's the biggest one in the world. Is that except right? Except for Chelsea. Yeah. In England. And, um... Now that would make a nice uh, field trip for our club, wouldn't it? Oh, fabulous. Yeah, we could go by bus. Sure. And then my, the highlight of my whole flower ranging career was um, international flower shows, which were called the World Association of Flower Rangers. Um, every three years, uh, a country would be the host country, and they would invite internationally from all over the world mm -hmm. flower rangers to the point where you would have six, seven hundred designs all over the place in competition. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, evening meeting, they would one evening meeting, they would have seven people from around the world representing their country doing a 15-minute design. Oh. So putting it in a nutshell. Uh, from England, I entered and won a second prize out of 24 in my class, which was quite a feat. But at any rate, so I went on to uh, Belgium, that was the next country, and I won a first prize. And that's where your mother was so excited, because uh, opening night, it's usually uh, royalty comes into the flower show uh -huh. with an entourage, and they come, and we're standing at attention by our design. And um, in Belgium, what's her name? Queen Wilhelmina, whatever. I mentioned her name to your mother. Uh -huh. She was so excited. And we had to stand you know, right in front of our arrangement, and here she comes. And because it said United States <coughs> on my design, she decided she would stop and say something to me. I know she said it first. <laughs> Someone said to me, you know, you don't initiate conversation with the queen. Well, I didn't initiate it. She started talking to me. At least it looked that way. At any rate, um, New Zealand was standing next to me. She received, I think, a third prize. At any rate, she was watching me put my thing together. And, um, and she said, how did you do that? And so forth. Well, she went home, and she told her flower arranging judges, we've got to have it so we can learn how to work with our plant material, because their plant material was unbelievable. And so I got a letter from them asking me if I would come, all expenses paid, and teach the, the flower show judges in Auckland, New Zealand, um, all my mechanics. This is the one in Belgium. I'll put oh. this somewhere. And, um, see, and that's an English magazine, and they had it on the front page. Want to show page. it to the camera? Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was on the front page of this English magazine. At any rate, <coughs> all expenses paid. And it would be uh, three weeks. And um, when I got there, it was supposed to be only Auckland area, which mm -hmm. is north. Well, pretty soon, we, they were teaching, they were learning. They were learning um, all sorts of things. And uh, the word got out to the South Island. And so they would be taking a boat over with a wagon full of stuff. How do you do this and how do you do that? And it was so exciting. I brought Louie with me. And every morning, um, and I was with a wonderful host and um, hostess 
and every morning the doorbell would ring and it would be the husbands of the judges to take Louie all over the island. He had a wonderful time. I'm working, but he had a wonderful time. <laughs> At any rate, um, so when New Zealand became the country to host the World Association of Flower Rangers, I was the one that was going to be on stage with six others doing a 15-minute design in front of the venue with 3,000 seats, and they had to have a, a screen over our head sure, because they couldn't see. Right. And um, when I got there, and this time I went by myself, when I got there, I went up to the hotel and I said, and I, I listened to Miss Pakistan was going to be on stage with me, along with uh, France, Australia, um, who else? England. Uh, oh, the, the widow of the um, president of um, South Korea. Because she loved flower arranging, and she was going to be one of them too on stage. And so forth. But Miss Pakistan, I overheard her say, I would like to know where the room is for my servants. <laughs> well, <laughs> I said to myself, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> and and oh. so we were given a long table behind the stage to get ready for our performance. And uh, I had an eight-foot, we all had an eight-foot table, but pretty soon Miss Pakistan had the table over here. Pretty soon I lost four feet because she was using my table too. And so I was going over here and, you know, and my design was huge and I needed all that room. So I just went behind the curtains and did mine back there. So at any rate, but it was exciting. It was 15 minutes on stage and I was the last one on and some of them couldn't speak English, which was, it's distressing because you're sitting there and you're watching someone do flower arranging. Well, they're not saying a word because they, you know, but they did have pictures of their, of their past designs. So when I got on, I walked to the Senate's, the front of the stage, and I had um, two assistants. They were all dressed in black because black background, you know, and they had a wheeling thing with my big boxes of all my big pieces of wood. And I needed a big ladder. Took my shoes off. No, I went to the front of the stage first, and I says, I've been asked to do a 15-minute design, and I'm going to do it for you, and I will tell you how I created it as I go. Well, they all, a friend of mine was in the audience. She says, we all woke up, and oh, good, good, good. So I climbed the ladder. In the meantime, there was a mime in the middle of this between the designers. You know what a mime is? Popular in New Zealand. You mm -hmm. know what a mime is? They have a mask. Yes, yes, of course. All right. At any rate, he'd go out and do something funny in between. So he said to me, because it looked like some of them weren't talking as they were doing, so he says, would you mind doing something? I says, what, what do you want to do? He says, this is what we'll do. So I had a last piece to put at the very top, and I climbed all the way up the top, and it looked like an eagle, and a piece of wood. And um, so I looked down, I was on the ladder, and I looked down to my assistant, I says, Bring up the last piece, please. No, just hand me the last piece. She looked in the box. This was planned. It's not there. It's not there? Are you sure it's not there? And she says, no, it's not here. So I said, what are we going to do? The curtains potted, and here's the mime with the big eagle. <laughs> and it came forward. So anyway, 
that's one of the things I remember. It's not all that important. But oh, that was, that, was, that was quite fun. Yeah. yeah. So I could go on and on and on and on. And um, I've had a wonderful time, Priscilla, yeah. um, at coming to Easton. And I still love my woods. And I love my dog. And Paul is wonderful. And um, I'm sure Louie is happy that he's doing all the things that he wanted to do. Uh, Paul, uh, Louie was able to be there in two years before he started dying mm -hmm. of a brain tumor. But... Um, so well, when you think about um, the 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 chance uh, invitation that Alice Kent McCarthy gave yes, to you, I that, lucked out. That was the beginning of uh, opening up all of your gifts and talents, which were had been theretofore buried <laughs> and <laughs> dormant. Right, and it was just as if somebody just unlocked the key to your creative energy. Well, that's nice of you to say that. Yeah. That, that's very Well, I was a creative writing teacher. Yes, well, I'm going to have to remember that. I'm going to use that. Oh, good. <laughs> well, yes, and, it, uh, I'm going, and also I'd like to put a plug in for myself. I'm going to be, uh, as a retired creative writing teacher, composition teacher, I'm going to be offering tutoring classes or tutoring individually to middle school and high school students. Uh, and starting uh, November 1st. Ooh. So, and... Um, you mean creative writing? Yeah, well, helping kids with their writing because that's one of the biggest oh, challenges. With the cell phones. And, and oh. also, you know, kids that are going on to college, um, the biggest complaint of professors is that nobody can write and they can't express themselves. Mm. Well, um, you know, I, some of you have read my letters to the editor and Wonderful. that's enough yeah. evidence to show you that I am uh, able to express myself yeah, very nicely. Great. Thank you. And, and don't I want to share you? that. I want to share that talent and help the students. Uh, well, I've heard that they, they Easton. that they're unable to converse with each other. Yeah, oh, unless, because unless of unless they're texting each other. Right, right. Isn't that sad? It is sad, and um, families are now are starting to have um, you know dinner without the cell phone uh, on the table. Oh, good. And people are encouraging that and. Uh, yeah, That's because you, you know, social skills are what keep people like yeah. you and I uh, alive to beyond the uh, limit of what is normal longevity. Right, exactly. Because we're social beings. We are. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they say that's one of the biggest factors to be active and socially engaged. Yes, yes. And right. that we are. Right. So uh, one of the reasons that I have appreciated your work uh, is because I have always been involved in the creative arts. Oh, I know her. Myself. I know whether it's writing or um, uh, my own floral designs. Uh, I'll never forget the time when uh, there was a surprise party for mutual friends of ours. Uh, it was an anniversary, and I brought the hostess. Ah, I know yours. Oh, she knows what I'm going to say now. <laughs> I brought the hostess a basket with uh, 14 different varieties of flowers from my own garden, and I arranged them, and Gloria came over, <laughs> and she said to me, Priscilla, what are you doing? You're trying to outdo me. Outdo me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Outshine me. And I said, No, no, no. You're a good mentor. Yeah. But, but my it was mother, your mother, though. See, it was my your mother. Right. It was my mother, and it's so interesting because you know a lot of people who are good cooks they say, you know, my mother never sh taught me how to cook, but I observed. Uh. Well, I'm the same way. With my mother was a good cook too. Uh. I should have observed more on that end. But um, on the flowers, I was a good observer. Uh. So um, it just came naturally to me oh. to, to do that. And I love to, uh, to, to grow the flowers and then create things. Oh, and there's nothing like it. Nothing like oh. it. And, you know, there are plenty of people in nursing homes and uh, people who are homebound. Mm -hmm. Some of you out there, 
think about it. Don't let your flowers die on the vine. Uh, take some of them and put them in a, a basket. Uh, one thing you can do is take a regular straw basket, line it with plastic, and uh, and then put some uh, oasis. Yep, and here in you there. are teaching. See? And and just <laughs> and make your arrangements. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's wonderful. Well, thank you, Gloria, well, thank so you much. Thank you for and asking me. Yeah, I, hope I did okay. You did, and what a lifetime! And and you're still out there. Uh, oh, I'm still, so in fact, there's something at home that I'm going to be putting the FOT and, and I'm doing it right now. But I did, you did see that because I point out this to um, my friends in high school, uh -huh. um, all the accomplishments, and it's on the wall at the high school. But the thing is, I say to them, not bad for a C student. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had other things on your mind. I did. I did. Yeah. I was valedictorian of my class. I know. So there's a big All difference right. between you and me. Isn't it amazing yeah. what, what influences impact yes. our lives and yes. how our personalities yeah. are changed oh. and our interests are uh, uh, widened, uh, you know, and enhanced. And just a series of circumstances for me. Yeah. Marrying Louie. Sure. And uh, coming to Easton, which I absolutely love. Yeah. And, I mean, Allen Road, where I live, is right across from Borderland. Right. You know, it's just... Just hot. a walk away. And Easton is wonderful in all their preservations of land. It's and we are wonderful. continuing. We have over 3,000 acres in preservation, Imagine. I understand. But when you think about 38% of 30 square miles is in conservation right now. And we, you know, this, the... Committee on Preservation, uh, is, Conservation Preservation is, has plans to connect the green belt. Yes. One of the things that's so interesting is that, uh, I mean, how many of us see dead deer on the road anymore? We don't. And the reason is because this committee has been so careful to think about connecting parcels. And they are connected. They are connected. Uh. So the only one left at the Clover Valley Farm is, is, is should be one that they should be picking up because that really? will connect too. I, but no. so now the deer and other animals, uh. they don't have to cross roads. They continue in this green right. belt of conservation land yeah. so we don't see dead deer. And they come right through my yard and eat all the food and then they yes. go on to another garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well thank you, Gloria, so thank much. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's been a wonderful, yeah. wonderful journey down memory lane. Thank you. And hopefully those of you at home have enjoyed this as much as we have. Uh, and so until next time, take care. And, uh, uh, and one more announcement. Uh, those of you who would like to appear on Growing Up in Easton, please give ECAT uh, a ring and tell them you're interested. Choose somebody from your class or a friend who grew up with you mm -hmm. and we'll uh, schedule the uh, filming time. The number here is 508 to three zero seventy two hundred. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.